Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we invite you on a journey into the Crucible for a fortnightly celebration of all things Keyforge, its community, and the excitement of our dedication to the Martian nation. I'm your co-host, Zach Armstrong, and I am here, as always, with the man in green. It's Ed Pocock. How are you, Ed? I happen to be wearing green today. If you are referring to my presence as part of the Martian Empire, I regret to inform you, you are mistaken. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, I gotta get my Red Planet Ray gun. We have to to solve this now, Pocock. (laughs) I love it, I love it. Uh, and we are joined again by Simon Finchley, who came on two weeks ago to talk about science fantasy, the genre in which Keyforge abides. And he is back as we bring most of our guests back to talk about a deck that is uh, special, unique uh, to them, something they want to talk about. Uh, and it's Keyforge. So it's never a deck we've talked about before. Simon, thank you so much for coming back on to Call of Discovery. My immense pleasure to be back. Uh, well, it is it is our pleasure. It is our pleasure to to have you. So, uh, without further ado, Simon, what is the name of the deck you have brought for us today, and uh, how did you come across it? Uh, today, we're going to be talking about S. Ison, Everinston's shocking prophet. Uh, I'm really glad one... you pronounced that because <laughs> I wouldn't have had a clue. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's also the great thing about Keyforge names, right? If it's your deck, right, you get to decide how it's pronounced, right? This is like, true. No, this no is one can true. tell you wrong. Yeah. Um, so this is a uh, Mash Mutation deck, and this is actually the very first Mash Mutation deck I ever opened. Mm. Um, so I went to one of my local shops, Black and Red, over in Westminster. Shout out. Super cool place. If you love games and you're in the Denver area, go check out Black and Red because it is so cool. Um, they just have like stacks and stacks of stuff like on the floor and then they, they have books and they have records anyway it's a cool place so I went to black and red to get my mass mutation decks and I was standing there and I was like I really really hope I get one of the gigantic creatures that would be really really cool and it would be really cool if I got that giant robot because that would be really I just think that's really really cool and I opened the first one and what is the first thing I see Ultra Gravitron. So it was mm. like the Keyforge architects granted my wish and they gave <laughs> me the thing that I wanted. So that was. <laughs> they are benevolent. <laughs> they are. Sometimes you get exactly what you want and sometimes you get four carpet floxums. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you want. Amazing. But 
yes. So uh, I was very excited to get the, the the thing that I was chasing in Mass immediately. It saved me a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> um, but as I started playing with it, I learned that this deck was so much fun to play. I think I have, I think I have over a hundred games logged with this. Oh deck. wow, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it is a Logos Saurian Untamed deck. I will describe the Archon card for you. It is green. It looks like uh, a piece of machinery with tentacles and nodules. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, a piece um, of machinery with tentacles and nodules. That's, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, some highlights. It's just a quick overview of some of the things that are exciting about this deck. Uh, so like we said, it's got an Ultra Gravitron in Logos, which is the gigantic two-part robot creature. It has Redacted, which basically says if you can call Logos four times, you get a free key. Um, of In the Saryan suite of the 12 cards, 10 of them are creatures. So it's got a massive Saryan board. Mm. It's got uh, Scylla and Charybdis, which are really fun paired uh, and powerful creatures. And then in the Untamed, you've got two Dark Fairies, which are fun. Two Lost in the Woods to send things back that you don't want to see on your opponent's board. And then two Pismires, which if you can get them both out and you're not playing against another mutant deck, uh, which in the diverse meta you often aren't, your key, your opponent's keys are costing plus four for a total of 10. So those are the Whoa. highlights uh, wow. of the things that make this deck super fun. Awesome. And, and to bring our last episode into it straight away, mm-hmm. what really grabbed you about this deck? Was it the the style of it? Was it the story? Was it the art? Was it could you see a kind of cohesive story between the way that the cards interacted? <laughs> was it the flavor or, or was it the gameplay? No, this was definitely like a gameplay sort of situation. Although now you make me want to come up with the story <laughs> of, of this particular Archon mm-hmm. and why he's got a giant robot and two little beetles and a whole bunch of dinos working for him. <laughs> uh, and what, yeah, what is it? In a, I mean, he's a prophet, right? So he's predicting the future, but it's shocking. So, so it's... Uh, Maybe, maybe maybe that's what the it's coming is about. He's saying it's coming. It's going to be a giant robot. Here it is, right? <laughs> maybe the shocking prophet's seen what's redacted. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I, I think this shocking prophet perhaps walked around the cities in the crucible just yelling the word hiatus, hiatus, and nobody believed him. <laughs> right, and and I guess particularly in Aberinston. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I've done it with this one, but something that I like to do with sometimes with the decks is if they've got a place name to go and search for other decks that are oh, from that place. Of course. Yes. Um, let's see. Let me just. Oh, yes. That, yeah, that, I mean, that led me to the, the Rani and the Raja of Bombagam. So I'm, I'm right. always down for somebody trying to complete a, a Royal cadre or a family or so let's a, or see a what line. else is going on in Everinston. We've got the heavily everyday Primus. We've got a pilot. <laughs> We've got an executioner, a count, a pharaoh, and a tracker. Oh, right. wow. Wow. Right. I, uh, I saw on the uh, Keyforge Facebook group once, somebody was trying to build a family line out of the names because it would be blank spawn of blank. 
Huh. And it, say it, it was Zach spawn of, uh, you know, Tom or whatever. Yeah. And then you would look for like the, the next one in the line, like so-and-so spawn of Zach and wow. uh, actually get them linked. And I think this person had three to five uh, in a line in a line already, which that is pretty so, impressive. That's fun. Impressive. See, yeah. like that's the kind of stuff that you just can't get in another game. Right? It's so like, true. <laughs> and it's all generated. It's so, like nobody's like built this or created it. Right. It's just happening. That's yeah, fun. yeah, and Simon, I was uh, looking at this deck list while you were talking about it. it. Was so fun because you said, "Here's all the exciting parts," and I'm like, "You hit only like half of the exciting parts." <laughs> like, like you, there's ten Saurian creatures with Saurian Egg, which has Omni discard the two cards of your deck. If you discard any Saurian creatures this way, put them into play ready with three plus one power counters. So like you can get twins, right? <laughs> uh, no, you're absolutely right, Zach. This is like you know, in terms of like odds for uh Saurian egg going off, this is like ideal right. scenario, right? Like there are nine other Saurians and it, and it does go off, you know, with relative uh, um, accuracy. And I have gotten the twins at least once. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So no, that's an exciting thing. Um, I mean, that was just the highlights. I mean, obviously we have other things to talk about here. <laughs> uh, one of which, because this is a mass mutation deck, right? It has enhancements. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the the Ultra Gravitron is enhanced. Um, so when I play Ultra Gravitron, I get to draw a card uh, wow. too. And just in terms of like how, in terms of like how unique that is, like how many other people have an enhanced Ultra Gravitron? I don't know, but I've got one. Um, right. Oh, it's just, it's got to be relatively rare. Right. Yeah. There was a bug on uh, the Crucible Online that was only affecting enhanced gigantic creatures. Um, and so I was making some, you know, bug reports for that, but it was, a, they, they couldn't quite figure out. It was like, well, it's, why isn't this working? It was something where the armor wasn't showing up. And it's like, well, it's showing up mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. and other times. And they figured it out because it had to do with uh, enhanced creatures, enhanced um, gigantic creatures. Wow. So it was kind of a niche uh, bug situation. So that was kind of, kind of neat. Um but in terms of the other enhancements that are cool, so it has two copies of Citizen Shrix, and each of them have an amber pip on them. Oh, wow. So you're, you're, playing, <laughs> you're playing Citizen Shrix, you get an amber, and then you steal an amber, and then you exalt it. Um, and that's true for both. So I don't know. That's, I, I, that just boggles the mind. that They both have the same enhancement. That's wild. And then the other one that is cool, so there's two dark fairies, and then one is enhanced and the other one isn't. So you can kind of track which one is went. So one of them's got a damage and a draw and the other one is just blank. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just kind of cool to be like, oh, you know, this is my unique, this is my unique dark fairy. And this is the other one. <laughs> this is right. the basic one. Also being a really great card. Um, skirmish fight game too. Yeah, so. certainly. Certainly. So generally how this deck plays is you've got, I mean, it's most, you're building up this massive Saurian board, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're stealing, you're protecting the Amber that you're exalting with, with Ludo, or using Dark Centurion to to ward the the exalted creatures. So that's great. Scylla and Charybdis are making it so your opponent doesn't want to reap or fight. Then you're getting your untamed creatures out, so making their keys cost higher with the Pismires sending back anything that you don't want to see with the lost in the woods. And there's some great targets for that. Like Gloriana's attendant, right. It's just like a nothing one creature. 
it's a great target mm-hmm. for Lost in the Woods because it, um, you know, just sends it back. You don't really lose anything. And then in the meantime, you're trying to put together your Ultra Gravitron and get that out so you can draw five cards into your archives and then pull that into your hand. If you don't already have the Sarian board, then you're playing, you know, you might be playing six or seven Sarian cards from that massive draw that you've just had. Um, so it is, it's just, I mean, it's just fun. <laughs> it's just a blast to play. Awesome. Awesome. It looks like a blast to play as well. And it's just got flavor too. It has got mm-hmm. flavor, whether you, whether it's because of the flavor you called it or not. Um, and at what point did you realize this was a deck you really loved? Was it during gameplay or was it earlier than that? I mean, I think there was just a period after Mass Mutation came out where anytime I sat down to play Keyforge, I was like, what do I want to play? I want to play that one again. I want to play that one. Like I just, and I just got in this groove with it where it was just, that was the deck I was playing. Um, and I think it was, so it was just like a thing over time. And then, and then I was looking at, you know, cause I tracked my wins on a little spreadsheet or whatever, just to kind of see. And then at one point I noticed it was above a hundred. <laughs> I was like, wow, it didn't feel like I had been playing it that much, but I, I guess I had. Um, so there was just, there's just something about it that, I just kept coming back to. And I think it was getting that Ultra Gravitron on the table. It's That's just something that's just fun to do. I think I was hearing someone talk about, um, I don't know if it was another Keyforge podcast or something, but having these these sub, sort of sub goals that aren't winning, right? You're trying to win the game, but then you have these other little things that you're trying to do, uh, you know, getting out a particular combo or, you know, getting a certain creature to go off and definitely getting those gigantic creatures on the board is something that's really yeah. fun, especially this one, because it gives you such an advantage or such a card advantage. It doesn't even have to stick on the board. You know, it could get destroyed immediately the next turn, but you've still got those five cards in your archives. Um, and sometimes even you can use the lost in the woods to send the ultra gravitron back into the deck and then trigger it again. Uh, just drawing massive amounts of cards. Oh yeah, true. The, especially the Kalifi Dragon effect, effect, although actually powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, the one thing I will say: so the Redacted, right? Redacted is a good card in this deck. I am often not calling Logos enough for it to go off. Really? Yeah, because mm. because mostly I'm calling Sarian and Untamed because that's where I'm getting all of the value. The rest of the Logos suite is just kind of okay. Um, standardized testing is tricky because so many of the creatures are, are, are too small, like yeah. dark fairy, or they're too big, like the ultra gravitron and the dinosaurs. Right. So standardized testing is, is in this deck is kind of, is mostly a discard. Um, there's sometimes right where you're in the situation where it goes off, but Titan engineer is just okay. I mean, munchling is fine. Even Ivan, you know, they're all just sort of like, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, but I'm often, there's often, I'm getting more value out of the big Sarian board or the untamed board. Um, but what it does do is it's sort of a false, you know, um, a false target for the opponent, right? I get, I get redacted on the board and they are going out of their way to try to get rid of it. When in fact, I don't really, you know, I'm not planning it. It's not part of my game plan for that to go off. Um, it would be better if there was some sort of other artifact that it was protecting, right? That 
I put get down the redacted and they use their artifact control on that. But unfortunately that is the only artifact in the deck. Uh, <laughs> so it's sort of a, it's sort of like, a, well, I mean, it does go off sometimes. Sometimes I do get that free key, but it's pretty rare. Sure. Um, sure. It, it, yeah. It would take uh, the person, your opponent would have to be quite good at reading deck lists to then think, ah, they probably won't be, calling logos a whole lot so maybe mm. i don't have to spend extra effort on redacted i think yeah. you know most times people will uh perhaps go out of their way for a turn uh yeah. to take out redacted if they can yeah i mean if you see redacted on a deck list you sort of assume right that that's part of the plan right um, right but in this case it's it's not really it's sort of a it's sort of a false alarm right right Yeah, indeed, indeed. And is there any card you really miss from this? Is there any card you wish I just I just want this to be part of this set and it's it's not um auto encoder? <laughs> the best the maybe the best yeah. card in mass mutation. I mean, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no to swapping out a Titan engineer for an auto encoder. Um right, that would just play into the game plan right you'd be able to archive more and then that would be the card that the redacted was protecting right they use the resources to protect to get rid of the redacted leaving the audio encoder to keep doing its work um but we don't get to we don't get to deck build so Mm -hmm. that's just how it goes (laughs) that's true that's true. So with uh, with your large Saurian board, with the uh, you've got several big creatures, effectual uh, creatures, um, uh, and I just see the the only really board control is having those big creatures, and then maybe the Lost in the Woods. Does this uh, does this does this deck ever really get uh, so far behind on board that you feel like you're really fighting uphill, or? Uh, or does it really hold its own when somebody is just uh, throwing a whole lot of creatures onto the board across from you? You know, it really, it really just holds. And often um, I'm not worried about their board, especially if I've got Scylla and Charybdis on the board mm-hmm. and I've able, I mean, I've been able to ward them, which I, which you can do by moving your Amber around and, and then warding it with the Dark Centurion. I'm not, it doesn't matter how big their board is. If they're, if they are losing Amber when they fight and they're taking damage when they reap, um, so I, I just, I just don't worry about it. Um, if it gets really sticky, you've got the standardized testing. If you really need it, um, you know, the dark fairies can come in and do damage and not take damage back. Um, it, it just, it just sticks. It just holds. Which is, which is amazing, which is amazing. So another card that I can call out. And these were cards yeah. that I loved in Mass Mutation, the um, the variant mutants, yeah. right? Where they had six. To, so I've got so I've got a Xenosaurus, uh, and it's also enhanced. So you think about unique cards, right? What's the odds that I would get those combinations and then get an enhancement on it? So it's got a damage pip, and then it's got the play. You can exalt to deal three damage. So it's you get a little bit of extra bonus with that. So if there's something that's got a ward, you can use the damage pip mm. to take off the ward. And then you can exalt to do a three, or you can you know, take out a four power creature. Um, so that's kind of a fun little unique thing too. Yeah, yeah. And with uh, since this is mass mutation, right? It's mm-hmm. there's just so many, so many moving parts. 
was right. there a play you've made with this deck, even if it only happened once? Was there a play you made with this deck where it was kind of like uh, from the previous episode you talked about when you put Brainstem Antenna on Snudge and went, wait, I can just keep doing this until I hit the rule of six. Did you have it? Have you had any similar kind of aha moments with a with a really niche combo with uh, with this deck that you've hit? I think I think I've already mentioned it. It was using Lost hmm. in the Woods to send Ultra Gravitron back into my deck so that I could trigger the play effect again. My deck was small, so yeah. I knew I had a pretty good chance of drawing it again. Uh, and when I was I was playing Lost in the Woods, and I was like, okay, what am I going to send back? And I was like, oh, that it's got a play effect, right? I'm not going back into Logos, so I'll just send it back into my deck and see if I can draw it again. I don't remember if I did or not. I probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just one of those things, you know, Keyforge exists sure. in the space of possibilities, right? It's like, well, I could, I could do that. Um, the Yeah, playing playing to your outs in Keyforge, mm-hmm. right? Basically the, the idea of uh, setting yourself up to take maximum advantage if you do hit what you need to hit with the, you know, just the randomness mm-hmm. and draw order in Keyforge. Um, it just it, it f- has such a unique feel to it like you really can do a bit of a a, a hail mary play and mm-hmm. uh and really just have the deck go off sometimes like uh perhaps doing ultra gravitron uh two or three times uh inside of a game by just lost in the woodsing it mm-hmm. uh a few times which is yeah. which is a lot of fun yeah. a lot but, a lot of fun but other than that it's mostly like using console primus to move amber onto a creature and then using dark centurion to then uh, you remove that amber and then ward the creature. So I can kind of like, mm. if I've got those two out, I can ward any creature that I want. Um, yeah. Which is, which feels really powerful and really fun. And, you know, you get to use so many different levers, right? It's like, you've got this big machine and you, okay, I'll pull this one and this one and this one. Um, yeah. And uh, something that, uh, as you're talking about these cars, Simon, Console Primus and Dark Centurion, uh, something something really came to me about the flavor of Keyforge, right? Like we've talked about with uh, it being science fantasy, mm-hmm. is that in there's other dueling games, not just magic, right? But other dueling games where your creatures are always attacking, whether they're like an old wizened professor uh, or something else, right? Like your creatures are always attacking. But I'm just looking at Console Primus and I'm like, oh, Console Primus can fight, but really Console Primus is there to not fight. Console Primus is there to reap. Right. And then you look at then you look at somebody who's designed for for like battle, Dark Centurion. And then you look at Ludo. Ludo could fight, but Ludo is quite literally supporting the rest, the rest of the battle line. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. Just that the creatures exist on more axes than just like, how do they fight? Right. Um, right. With, even within the mechanics of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But how, how, really... how are we working together rather than how are we, you know, dominating each other yeah 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 and they really do they really do work together still towards still towards a goal to beat another another team but even in the mm-hmm. fiction it's more of a sporting event than than a war right right, <laughs> right. so yeah that's fantastic so uh yeah wow uh, prophetic indeed prophetic indeed <laughs> simon any matchups this deck struggles with um this deck has no artifact control. Oh. So, which is a big problem. <laughs> yeah. So, anything that's relying on artifacts, and there are a great many of them, uh, if that comes down, uh, there's literally nothing I can do other than play around it. Um, 
so that's a that's a big uh, missing point in this deck for sure. Yeah, yeah, strikes strikes me as so. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I suppose that depends on the decks you're playing. Um, I was going to say does this play quite quickly, but yeah, if you really want to get that redacted to work, it's it's going to take a little while, isn't it? Yeah, and that's and that's really. In order to do that, you have to take a lot of suboptimal moves. You're, you're getting mm. into logos and not getting able to do as much as you could in the other houses. So, but um, so it's really that you have to kind of think about: is this going to be part of my game plan or not? Um, mm. If it gets out early, like I recently had a game where I had it first turn, and I was like, "Great! I think this is something I can do." By the end, I think I can call logos four times this game. <laughs> Um, but if it comes out middle of the game, late game, I mean, that's it's not going off. That's sure. that's not happening. Yeah, sure. Something and, else uh, as I'm looking through the deck that I'm remembering yeah. is it's got a resurgence in Untamed, which lets you return a creature from your discard pile. And if it's a mutant, you get to return it again, another creature. And there are so many great mutants. You can bring back the Pismires. You can bring back the Dark Fairies. Um, you can bring back the citizen Shrixes because those are mutants. Um, the, just the, the ability to bring back two creatures is something that's really powerful, you know, because you, you've got all these targets, right? And your opponent takes them out and then you just bring them back, right? Um, that's something else that's super helpful and fun with this deck. Yeah, that's, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, Resurgence, oh, Resurgence is so good. And it's so especially good. good in this deck, like you mentioned, with all of those all those enhancements. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's say let's say there was a a uh, vault tour in your area, Simon, mm. and FFG came to you, uh, and it's all all let's presume it's all safe. Everybody's vaccinated. COVID's mm-hmm. been been shoved into into history uh, by by modern medicine. And FFG says, Simon, you know we just can't decide what format or what variant we want this vault tour to be. Uh, so if you're gonna take S. Eisen. <laughs> Uh, Everenstein's shocking profit. What uh, to to this vault tour? What what variant? What format would you want this vault tour to be? That's a great question. Um, it sort of depends. Like it's, it depends how I'm feeling. Like I would I would take this to um, just like a straight up archon if yeah. I was in the mood just to have fun. Like if sure. I wasn't worried sure. about like playing the t- most top tier decks and I just wanted to play and have fun. Um, otherwise, I would probably have to say adaptive just because i'm so familiar with this deck that i'm sure uh i mean it's not like some of the adaptive decks that you see that are like really tricky and really um particular but i'm just so familiar with it that i that would give me an edge in a adaptive matchup for sure oh yeah a hundred percent a hundred (laughs) percent I mean, a hypothetical situation, of course, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, we will hear something from FFG on events once, once the game on hiatuses, and um, yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Uh, but in the meantime, where, where's the next journey for for this deck, Simon? Uh, are you are you going to be taking it to any local events? Are you going to be playing it online or? Is it going to be sitting pretty and awaiting the uh, the return, the the Keyforge revival that is is yet to be? Well, this deck obviously has a special place. Um, it's definitely one of my 
if, if not my favorite deck within the top three. So it's not going anywhere. But unfortunately, I just got a big box of discounted Worlds Collide stuff. Oh, so unfortunately, right, <laughs> so for unfortunately for this deck, fortunate for me, uh, I'm so I'm going to be and I've already I've started playing through those to try to see if there's any other new favorites in there. So this deck is going to take a little break uh, while I uh, do some auditions, do some tryouts with these other decks. Um, but I don't, I don't imagine anything uh, beating out this deck because it's so special. But you never know. You never know. You never know. And very envious of the uh, the discounted Worlds Collide product uh, across 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 the <laughs> pond. I'm looking with binoculars and. Uh, and eyeing them up with glee, but um, <laughs> that that was weirder than it sounded in my head. Um, <laughs> no but, worries at all. But Simon, it has been absolutely fantastic to have you on the podcast. And any listeners who haven't uh, heard our previous episode on Keyforge and science fantasy, please do listen, listen yeah. in, um, and go and check out an author. You can check out his book uh, via the link we've 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 got below. So um, please do that. Uh, support a fellow member of the community. And uh, yeah, great to meet you, Simon. Great to speak to someone just as passionate about the game as we are. Absolutely. Where can people find you? Well, you can go to my website, simonfinchley.com. That's F-I-N-C-H-L-E-Y. And that you can find more information about uh, my science fantasy book. But I also hang out in the discords uh, and I'm on Reddit. So awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. Dear listener, if you are new to Keyforge, do check out the new player's guide on Archon Arcana. This is the Keyforge wiki link below, and you can get started there on your own unique journey into this wonderful game. If you're looking to support us monetarily, please do visit our Patreon. Also link below where you can sign up to support us monthly and enjoy rewards such as our exclusive Discord uh, where we get many topics and many of the questions you've heard today on the show. Let us also know what you'd like to see more of or less of in future shows by interacting with us across social media or emailing us at podcast at callofdiscovery.com. I should add that we also have our own Patreon-specific podcast, Beyond Discovery, uh, which has two episodes currently, but a third will be on its way at some time soon, where we talk about the things that we just don't really get round to on the show. But most importantly, do you think a friend would enjoy this podcast? Well, why haven't you helped them to discover it? Have you answered the call of discovery? Discovery.